Hello and welcome to the MDS podcast, the official podcast of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society. I'm Sarah Schaefer, Deputy Editor of the podcast from the Yale School of Medicine, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Xiang Gao, Dean and Distinguished Professor at the Institute of Nutrition at Fudan University in Shanghai, China, and Xinming Xu, PhD student in nutrition epidemiology from the same university. Thanks for joining us, both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very happy to be here tonight. So Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease have been felt historically to be independent disorders with different pathophysiological underpinnings. What data is already out there to suggest there may be a link between the two? Xiang? Yes, a good question. Some typical pathological signs of Alzheimer's disease, such as beta amyloid, tau protein, or found in, also in Parkinson's disease. At the same time, some alpha-synuclein could be found in Alzheimer's disease too. Some postmortem study indicated that Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease have some common regional atrophy, amyloid, and tall deposition. Also, some imaging study found cognitive decline can be presented in both diseases. Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease demonst- uh, demonstrates similar symptoms in mild cognitive impairment, including memory loss, difficulty in problem solving, we call that executive function, and mood change. Also, some study suggested that some cognitive decline can be found in very, very early stage of Parkinson's disease. And what about genetic links between the two? In previous literature, has that been demonstrated? Yes, some genetic link between these two diseases, such as some gene coding tau protein, also be found to be associated with Parkinson's disease. So you use the UK Biobank in your data collection and analysis, drawing connections between three main prongs, as I understand it, family history of Alzheimer's or dementia, polygenic risk score for Alzheimer's disease, and the presence of Parkinson's disease. Can you give more details on how you conducted your study? In this study, we included around 480,000 participants from UK Biobank who are free of Parkinson's disease at the baseline, also have complete data on the studied exposure variables. We use Cox proportional hazard model to look at the hazard ratio and their 95 confident interval of family history of Alzheimer's dementia and for Parkinson's disease risk. We also conducted some mediation analysis to examine the proportion of the association between family history of Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease that could be mediated by some AD-related genetic factors. And what did you find? Oh, we found that family history of Alzheimer's disease and dementia 
was associated with higher risk of Parkinson's disease. Uh, people with family history of dementia and Alzheimer's disease had around 20% higher risk of Parkinson's disease relative to other people. We adjusted for some well-established risk factor for Parkinson's disease, such as age, sex, lifestyle, such as smoking, and other potential co-founders. And we also found that the association between family history of Alzheimer's dementia and Parkinson's disease could be mediated by AD-related genetic factor. Those factors account for around 13% of the association. And were those the same genetic factors that you mentioned earlier that influenced tau? Even more complicated, more comprehensive. For this polygenetic risk score, they included all potential genetic factors for Alzheimer's disease. So I've had plenty of patients with a family history of Alzheimer's for whom it becomes apparent later based on careful history that the diagnosis was incorrect and maybe they had dementia related to Huntington's or Lewy body disease or some other disorder. Historically, it seems like um, Alzheimer's diagnosis may not have been based on biomarker data as it more often is today, but rather the presence of dementia just led to in Alzheimer's diagnosis by default. So in your data, the Alzheimer's diagnosis in family members was by patient report and also conflated with any dementia diagnosis, you know, Alzheimer's slash dementia, right? Given this, how much do you think your results reflect true links to Parkinson's disease associated with Alzheimer's pathology as opposed to dementia in general? Yeah, we have to admit that the questionnaire of the self-report was not that precise. The lack of clarification in the questionnaire itself will certainly increase the measurement error of this exposure. Family history was identified through the self-reported touchscreen questionnaire at baseline and the following visits. And the participants were asked three questions regarding family history. Has your father or mother or siblings ever suffered from any of the following diseases? The participants were asked to choose one or more conditions among 12 diseases related to family medical history in two sets of illness. Thus, the exposure, the self-report family history in this study was from participants' screening selection. So information bias might occur when participants recall their parents or siblings of having Alzheimer's disease when there was no classification regarding AD or dementia with other uh, mixed types of dementia or even Lewy body dementia in the questionnaire itself. So therefore, uh, the study's findings might reflect broader dementia-related links to PD rather than specific AD-PD associations. To make up for it, we conducted some sensitivity analysis. Uh, we removed participants who developed dementia during the follow-up period because it was possible that PD and certain subtype dementia, for example, PD dementia or Lewy body dementia, were misdiagnosed. Finally, we removed participants who, who would 
had a family history of Parkinson's disease to prevent information bias, as there could be errors occurring in recalling the diseases of their parents or siblings and a lack of clarification regarding AD dementia or with other neurodegenerative diseases such as PD. And from this sensitivity analysis, we got the stable results compared to the main analysis. Besides the sensitivity analysis, we also found that the polygenic risk of AD was associated with Parkinson's disease risk in a dose response manner. And the adjusted HR was 1.1 per one unit increment. And ADPRS itself could mediate 30% of the association between family history of AD and Parkinson's disease, as previously mentioned. So to some degree, we are confident in our results. However, future studies should collect detailed data regarding family history of diseases, especially regarding specific diagnosis, pathology, biomarkers, to refine our understanding of these two complex disorders. As you point out in your discussion, and Xiang, as you pointed out earlier in this discussion, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's are characterized by predominantly different protein depositions. However, there's a lot of overlap and mixed pathology in patients. Do you think there are common pathways that lead to increased protein aggregation independent of which protein is aggregating? What common genetic and environmental factors are of the most interest at this time? Yeah, as previously mentioned by Professor Gao, amyloid beta and tau lesions, typical pathological signs of AD were also found in PD, while Lewy-type aggregates containing alpha-cyclene could be also found in AD2. And post-mortem studies also indicated that PD and AD had tau deposition. Recent studies reported common genetic overlaps between these two neurodegenerative diseases, such as MAPD, the gene that could encode tau protein, suggesting that common genetic factors might partially explain the assert association between family history of AD and PD risk. Also, there's ongoing research into the common pathways that could lead to protein aggregation in these two neurodegenerative diseases, although we do not discuss this point in our paper. One hypothesis is that cellular process that normally help to fold proteins correctly or clear misfolded proteins might become impaired. For instance, the ubiquitin proteasome system and autophagy lysosome pathway, which are responsible for degrading damaged or misfolded proteins, are often found to be dysfunctional in both Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. Understanding the commonalities in protein aggregation pathways could lead to a broader treatment strategy that might be applicable to multiple neurodegenerative diseases. Also, family history included information besides genetic acceptability like upbringing environment, especially for lifestyle factors such as diet quality and physical activity, which has been previously reported. And also, there's a lot of research into how environmental factors like toxins and gut microbiota might also influence this disease risk, which this study could not address. So Xinming, you mentioned this before a little bit. What did you learn from this research about how biobank surveys and data could be optimized in the future to better answer our questions? This research highlights the value of large data sets like the UK Biobank in uncovering potential links between uh, these two diseases. 
large sample size and considerate covariates adjusted in the model enable us to conduct this kind of prospective study. Further, I believe that future comprehensive family history assessments should include detailed information on who in a pedigree or family tree is afflicted with AD. For example, your inherent risk is different according to the member who had AD in your family, like your mother compared to a distant relative. Furthermore, information on how the diagnosis was established should also be included because it could help us to define a precise measuring instrument regarding family history diseases. Thank you both so much for sharing this paper with us and sharing your thoughts today. Thank you for the time. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, have a good day. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society or their affiliated journals, Movement Disorders and Movement Disorders Clinical Practice. Any disclosures of the participants can be found within the episode description located on the MDS website.